4: It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
3: El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
5: Hola, qué tal? What's good, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the L Huddle Podcast. I'm Will Salva. my prima hermana. MJ Castro Ruiz is doing her draft coverage duties as we speak, so will not be able to join me. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to have a co-host. No, I am joined by somebody that kept his quarterback clean at TCU. I'm talking about a consensus All-American. We're talking about one of the best interior offensive line prospects Please give it up for Esteban Luis Avila. <laughs>
6: how
5: was that? That
4: was good, man. I,
5: I actually appreciate
6: that, you know, when people can say my name right. And I know you speak Spanish, but.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cool. how many people do get it right?
6: Oh, uh, not a lot. Um, <laughs> I kinda, that's kind of why my, I changed my name. Not really. My name in English is Steve, but that's why I go by that. You know, because a lot of not a lot of people can say it. But um, not often do you get it. People get it right, but that's why well, you know I try to make it easier for people.
5: What did your parents think when you went by Steve that freshman year in high school from your football coach?
6: Yeah, it didn't really like pick up until I got to college because it was like on oh, okay. every when you look up the roster, like that's what would come mm-hmm. up and my mom my mom really was the one that got upset
4: <laughs> um, yeah
6: yeah she she was like why do you go like that that's not your name it's yeah back and forth but um
5: you know it's just it's just what it is how long was she on your case for
6: uh she's always been on my case um <laughs> yeah it's it's never ending i mean even now she'll probably see this she's like yeah that's right so
5: yeah okay okay trying to make your mom proud of you uh i know about that guilt because my mom knows how to lay it on thick for me oh, yeah. uh f- for you in in your background tell us tell us about your familial background because you've got mexican roots mm-hmm. yeah i do um so
6: my mother here, i'll start with my mother my mother is african-american she's from um Memphis Tennessee um it's funny because when she was in high school she taught herself Spanish and my father is from Mexico forgive me not sure what part but he is from Mexico um they settled down in South Texas uh by Laredo small town called Hebronville and Mm -hmm. um that's where my grandparents are at right now but um my dad lives in Dallas but yeah um my dad speaks Spanish and I didn't get a lick of it you know growing up but um (laughs) so
5: Well, what sorts of things did your dad uh, impart on you? Was it something where he was watching novellas? Was he speaking it Spanish to other people? Like, what were what were some of those things? Even food, where he felt like, okay, now now I'm connecting to to part of my heritage. Yeah.
6: Um. So I mean, we go down to Hebronville, you know, a lot. Um. My grandparents actually have a restaurant down in, in uh, Hebronville called Avila's Barbecue, which is pretty fun. But, nice. Uh, yeah, it's a barbecue place. It's it's sort of like has a little Mexicanish, you know, taste to it. You know, they serve a lot of their stuff with pico de gallo. Um. But but it's really good. Um. But you know, I remember growing up, you know, always hearing you know Hispanic music playing. Um. There's a lot of Hispanic music that I like that I don't have no, I have no idea what they're saying but you know it's always, <laughs> but um now, are you, yeah
5: are you a fan of of Bad Bunny are you, are you uh a fan not so of much those? I'm more
6: of like yeah. older-ish like Prince Royce's old stuff um I don't yeah. listen to it too much but like when I do listen to it that's some of the stuff that I listen to but um yeah, yeah.
5: And then your, your dad was also kind of like your, your barber as well. Right. Where to the point <laughs> oh, where, where he, he almost, well, he didn't almost, he did make you say, all right, that's the last time I'm going to get my haircut yeah. from him. Man. Yeah, man. I don't know what it is
6: about Hispanic fathers and thinking they know how to cut hair, <laughs> but um, my dad, I don't. I don't even know where that like I'm looking back and I don't know why he thought he could cut hair, but he used to cut our hair all the time. And I remember my mom always getting mad at him because um, I didn't know my hair was like this until like I was in like middle school because my dad would always cut it short. And yeah, when I say short, I'm talking like bald. Like it was, bald (laughs) there's a picture out there. Someone will find that I was very much bald, but yeah.
5: Well, you mentioned the restaurant as well, and food is a big part of the culture, right? So what was your go-to plate that if you and your dad were hanging out, you guys were eating, like, what were some of those dishes that you said? You mentioned the pico de gallo, but, uh, like, burritos? Were you into the Tex-Mex? Like, t- talk to me. Talk me through that. Uh,
6: really everything. I mean, um, my family's, like, restaurant restaurant, serves barbecue but they also like outside of that they make a lot of different things um but one thing that i always love and my grandma will attest to this like the pico de gallo that they make every time i go mm-hmm. back she's like i have another one another uh thing of pico de gallo ready for you but i don't know what it is about the way she makes it it's just really good but um you know the way that they make like carne asada is good um but a lot of the stuff their their big deal is like brisket the brisket that they make it is just amazing I remember mm-hmm. I brought it down to Fort Worth, um, mm-hmm. some of their food down to Fort Worth, and it was, like, gone. I brought it around to my friends, and it was gone. Like, <laughs> like, so, um, yeah. Well,
5: barbecue is huge down there in Texas. How does it compare with other spots within the state?
6: Yeah, I don't – I mean – and I'm trying not to be biased, but I think – Yeah, be, some be
5: biased. The, it's okay. Be biased.
6: <laughs> because I want to – you know, if I'm fortunate enough, I'd love to, you know – Hopefully, bring you know Avila's barbecue, you know, into the metroplex of DFW. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it's just different. Um, it's a different type of barbecue, and I, I love it. Um, and it's funny because I took some trips up to the north, and they don't have like anything, you know, barbecue esque. So,
5: yeah. Wow. So you're thinking that maybe you're going to expand it and and be a not, part not... of the business or.
6: Yeah, I want to I want I want to expand it. You know, I've I've had talks with my grandfather about it. Um, you know, so we just got to see, you know, maybe later down the line in a couple of years. Um, but for now, you know, I kind of want to cement myself, you know, to transitioning
5: into the league, but that's definitely like a big big, you know, thought that I have. You think about this though? you're talking about like expanding the restaurant and being a restaurant co-owner or owner that's probably something you really didn't think about like five years ago when you were going on Mm -hmm. this journey that you're on now
6: yeah for sure i mean like there's a lot even about through this whole process like I can't. E- I can't even fathom. Couldn't have fathomed. You know, even being you know in this spot, and I just, I'm just so blessed. You know, to be able to even be here talking to you. Um, like this time last year, you know, in my head, because um, I'm always hard on myself, and I set unbelievable high expectations for myself. And I would always think, it was like, okay, like last year, I used to be like, oh, okay, I may get drafted. Like I don't know, but like it's as closer we've gotten, you know, to it you know, it's the vision has become clear, but yeah, five years ago, man, it just, it wasn't a thought at all.
5: Yeah. What have you learned throughout this entire process? Mm-hmm.
6: Oh man, it's just different. Um, you know, from being a college student to transitioning to, you know, being in the NFL. Um, one thing that I definitely noted is just, I'm not a part of a team right now. Um, you know, everybody's their own person that it's on a team. And just transitioning yeah. from knowing that and knowing that you're your own business—that's essentially what it is. Um, that, that's been the biggest, you know, thing for me, and I've gotten better at it. And you know, I'll definitely learn learn a lot more things, you know, on this journey.
5: Yeah, well, you've you've journeyed across this great land of ours. Are there places that you had not been to that you always wanted to go to? And you're like, wow, this is cool. I know that you were with us on Good Morning Football in New York. That was your first time there. Were there other spots like New York where you're like, wow, this is pretty cool. I can actually see myself here.
6: Mm -hmm. Yeah, being in New York was awesome. I mean, it's just like there's a bunch of different things there and just the different cultures even. Um, You know, I didn't really get to see everything, but – You know, I stayed in like lower Manhattan, which is like the financial district. But just that area was awesome. One of my very close friends lives in New Jersey. So I visited New Jersey as well. And it it was just so much different, you know, than anything that I've been a part of. And it was just amazing. Um, You know, I visited a lot of other places, you know, being up north, everything was new to me. So all of it was nice. Um, But New York is definitely, you know, a great place.
5: No, it really is. I mean, it's a melting pot of so many different cultures, food, customs, traditions. You feel that buzz that's so palpable. Uh, Now these visits are over. Now you're just working out, chilling Mm -hmm. out. So what is this time like now for you? Yeah,
6: um, well, so yesterday was my last visit and I needed – like a day you know to decompress you know from everything because yep. I, I felt it you know three days ago the uh, toll that planes have on you and you know, i haven't flown around this much ever in my life yeah and i thought man, i thought i was gonna die the other day <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, right now it's just this day and i'm trying to use it as recovery you know i've got to get back into it um you know so
5: yeah how do you decompress um really
6: i mean i've i'm in fort worth texas right now my family's you know around um you know i try to see them as much as possible but i also you know try to go get massages you know when i can i just got done you know getting uh from coming from a sauna mm-hmm. um you know some, i like
5: getting pedicures too so uh,
6: i feel but like yeah. there's different ways to, different ways <laughs> to take care of myself you know i try to do everything
5: now, how long have you been getting pedicures
6: oh man probably four four years Probably four years, you know, I wasn't open to it. But, dude, I'm telling you, as a football player, and there's a lot of athletes (laughs) that are going to disagree with me, but I'm telling you, man, you got to take care of your feet because the calluses and stuff from being in the cleats, especially as an offensive lineman, it'll just – it'll help you, definitely.
5: How hard is it going to be to convince your future teammates and even friends now? Mm -hmm.
6: About about pedicures? Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's something that you have to, like, try once and then make – uh, you know, an assumption about, because um, I was, I wasn't really fond of it until I had tried it. And I was like, dude, this is like amazing. <laughs> so now whoever's open, you know, to come in it, it, it'll, it'll help you. You, know?
0: you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it.
1: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean
2: Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
5: So so now're we're learning more about you. Uh, I had actually listened to some of your podcast that you did, which I believe is called my turn Voices yeah. of student athletes. so yeah. you had your chance to kind of really wet your beak, so to speak, when it comes to media training and and <laughs> and yapping and talking and realizing, okay, I've got some air time to fill here and yeah. One of the things that you talked about was the the talent show that you had when you first got to TCU, and yeah. you had to go in front of the team and do that. So I think you fancied yourself as a stand-up comedian. No. Is, this, <laughs> is, is this who and what you are, Steve? No,
6: man. That's what I... no for the time being you know that's what i considered it to be because i'm telling you when i told that story and you know if y'all want to go and find out what that was you know go check that out my turn voices student athletes but um when i had told that story man everybody was laughing like it was i was actually surprised like people were on the edge of their seats when i was telling the story and i was like whoa but that's what i consider it you know um stand up but I don't think I could get in front of a big crowd. It's it's hard being in front of big crowds, but I'm sure that's something that I'll have to get used to.
5: Well, you got used to being then the leader this past year because I do know your coaches were effusive in their praise where they said they saw how outwardly you would get even viscerally mad and in the face of your teammates to get them fired up.
6: Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. It was, I mean, it was a big transition for me, you know, um, you know, Not a lot of people can get up in front of people and, you know, express their concerns. But, you know, the specific story that I'm referencing, you know, I just felt something, you know, tugging on my heart, you know, to get up there and just voice the concerns and, you know, get up there and tell the team, you know, what I want this team to be. You know, I got up there and, you know, it wasn't easy, but, you know, I definitely had to voice my concern. I definitely felt like, you know, I gained a lot of respect from a lot of my teammates after that situation.
5: Yeah, you you had also talked about uh being at TCU for the first time. And even though it was close to where you grew up, there was a time where you were working out so hard and it was so completely different than what you did or didn't do in high school that you actually thought about maybe quitting, that maybe this wasn't for you. Talk to us yeah. what, what you were feeling about at that time. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. So, I mean, just going into, I guess, transitioning from high school to um, college is such a big difference. You know, it was a hard transition for me and I couldn't tell you why. Um, Maybe I would have helped myself if I moved a little farther. But, you know, I tried to eliminate that by, uh, you know, being close to family. But just that transition, I almost felt like, you know, it was more of a kid becoming an adult, you know, thing. You're on your own and, and, and doing, you know, what you do. But, I just felt like there was a lot of things being thrown at me and just, you know, expectations wise, you know, question yourself sometimes. And it was just a hard time, you know, making that transition. But, you know, I look back at everything that I went through and I see it as making me a better person. And, you know, I try not to view, you know, um, trial and error as a bad thing. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, it'll only make you, you know, better.
5: Well, the recruitment process that you had said TCU offered uh, to you after they saw Mm -hmm. you working out, but no love from Baylor or Texas until they saw there was interest from TCU. What's -hmm. the deal there? What happened?
6: Man. um, So I I think I I took a junior day visit um, to Baylor and Texas, and I'm not going to say I was expecting an offer, but at
5: least Yeah, more... but you were kind of hoping, though, <laughs> right, Steve? <laughs> come on, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah, come
6: I'm on. Be, but <laughs> even the vibe that I got, you know, being there, I kind of just felt like I was there. Um, I sort of felt like I was a little bit under-recruited, you know, coming out of high school. But, you know, I never really looked at it like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just felt like I was there when I was visiting those schools and um, surely enough, you know, I visited TCU and my family was with me and it just the environment, you know, that we got from there was just very family oriented. And that was something that I was looking for, you know, from an organization. And, you know, my family helped me make that decision. And surely enough, you know, right after I commit, you know, those two schools called me and, and um, end up offering me. So, you know, I kindly declined and told them, I was like, look, you know, maybe I would have considered if, you know, X, Y and Z. So,
5: yeah. Wow, and now look at you where you are in this position you you talked about your family and they're going to be there with you during this draft uh well the the, the whole entire draft ceremony and coverage et cetera so how uh how are you going to make this into an event there because are you going to be in in Kansas City or are you going to be home?
6: no I'm gonna be home
5: i'm gonna uh... okay you
6: know, I have a lot of people, actually, like 150, you know, at my wow my last party.
5: That's a 150. lot. 150. And do you know all of these people, Steve? Yes. And that's something that I definitely <laughs> wanted
6: to emphasize because I felt like yeah. I, I wanted to invite people who I felt like helped me become who I am, you know, along this process. And, you know, I kind of made it a, a point, you know, it's even my friends and family that like, look, like, I don't want to see anybody I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's invite only Um, so that's definitely how I feel and I've always thought that you know prior to you know this season you know I was like look if I have a draft party I just want the people that I felt like helped me become a better person you know there so yeah
5: and there's going to be the barbecue right I mean you can't serve anything else to everybody (laughs) right yeah um, so
6: so I'm actually having it you know at TCU and I have to order the food that, you know, that they have. But on the first day. Oh,
5: come on, Steve. You could I know, pull some I know. strings, <laughs> right? Come on.
6: <laughs> I know. But on the first day, I'm, it's just going to be just my close family. And we're going to have that, you know, uh, Obvious barbecue, you know, catered. So, mm-hmm.
5: yeah. Well, you think you're going to, uh, once you get drafted, you you think you're going to be, because you, you seem pretty comfortable and, and you know, it doesn't feel like it's it's too big for you. In these, in these situations like we're in right now? Do you, you think you'll continue to do, like, say, a, a podcast or, or kind of look into doing that as well as something you do maybe when your, your football career is over?
6: Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny that you say that because when I first got into TCU, I was majoring in sports broadcasting. But, you know, I oh, didn't okay. know what – was that you know what's there so you know i ended up choosing communication but i'm not sure you know my mom always says that i have a knack for speaking in front of the camera and all this st- different stuff Aww, but... come on
5: look at mommy. <laughs> she knows you do know. you got a knack I... you know you do
6: <laughs> for me i kind of just want to submit myself first you know and sure. make this transition into the nfl before i find out you know what i like to do um so I- i'll definitely keep an open mind about it i mean
5: you know i i sort
6: of like being in front of a camera um, i kind of had to learn how to do that so we'll, we'll yeah. find out you
5: know. yeah and and are we going to find out about what's going to happen with your hair because you're not cutting that right anytime oh, soon no
6: no i actually just trimmed it because you know uh, maintenance thing um but I, I love you know having long hair you know i feel like it's somewhat of a trademark you know the, sometimes <laughs> it comes out my helmet you know when it's long but um you know yeah. I'm, I'm never i won't be cutting it you will never see my hair short again
5: so you know, yeah, well well then then uh somebody on social media was saying about how some people have called you Sideshow Bob or that kind of thing. Yeah. Like you get people give you bad I've time heard, like I've what heard, gives, man.
6: Yeah, I've heard it all. I've heard people call me Maui. I get mistaken for being Polynesian a lot. A lot. Do you a really? Lot. Yeah, and it's I think it's the craziest thing. Um but um i somewhat see it i don't know if it's the nose or what but when i do have my hair up a lot of people mistaken me for uh being polynesian
5: yeah okay how about learning spanish is that going to be on your radar so
6: yes it is actually um you know i feel like stepping into you know the nfl you know there's not a lot of you know hispanic people in the nfl and i feel like i'm doing a disservice (laughs) by not speaking spanish (laughs) but it was something that i was um learning i think about a year ago but i had ended up stopping because it felt like school and i was in school i was like ah but i do have a lot of free time so that's something i will be picking up on um so hopefully you know in the next year or two you know we'll be speaking you know spanish to each other having conversations. yeah
5: yeah there we go there we go because yeah. you know also for you it's a big deal you know for your family etc mm-hmm. but also there aren't many uh latino hispanics that are in the game that that play and it's something that's why we have this podcast to kind of amplify these voices so ha- has that responsibility ha- has that uh, settled in with you like of what you represent that you could be mm-hmm. one of those latino hispanic players that people yeah. will look up to because south of the border they're rabid football fans down there yeah for sure,
6: and and that's a lot. Of what I was just saying, man. I I want to you know be able to be you know an inspiration you know to you know Hispanic and Latino um, the Hispanic and Latino community you know from being even being in this position. And again, I do feel like it's a disservice that I don't know Spanish, and that's definitely something that I'll be picking up. Um, but as the time has gone on, and the closer we've gotten into you know the draft and all that, you know, it's kind of I've kind of been shown, as like, yeah, man, I am, you know, um, representing, you know, a certain group of people and all this different stuff. So um, it's definitely exciting, you know, being a part of a little statistic. So,
5: yeah, yeah well, you're going to be adding to that uh, little statistic and we are going to be watching and we're going to be rooting and we're going to be happy wherever you land. Just make mm-hmm. sure that you land back on the L Huddle podcast because we'd love to have oh, you on. for sure. MJ Acosta Ruiz has incredible locks so mm-hmm. if anybody can can really relate with you on your hair is her not me I'm just trying to keep what little I have <laughs> yeah. Steve you know what I'm saying <laughs> I get it man I get it yeah yeah well uh, should, I, should I just sign off by saying hey Esteban Luis Avila there we, we go we appreciate man. you being on my go. man we appreciate yeah. it good luck and then come on back alright All right. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. All right. Take care, Steve. Have a good one, man. Good luck.
3: In Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.